Hello, Louise Lee. Hello, Pauline Eyre. How are you, are you all right? On? I'm yes. gorgeous, thank you. Isn't yeah. it wonderful? The gym's reopened. I'm high as a kite. I've been, I've been high all You and your endorphins. I am body popped about the episode that you're about to witness, people at home. Yeah. This was our first ever recording. Um, and it mm. was with the amazing Andrew White, who is a very lovely young man. And when I say so young... young. <laughs> he's like 20 or something and he's been doing comedy for a good long while um, opened his A-level results live on stage he's just a fantastic brilliant comedian and a big name of the future so enjoy and he that. did very well talking to his mums didn't he <laughs> he did didn't he bless, bless him treated, treated us like we were people and everything I know loved real humans uh, yeah no it's a really lush episode and I'm also pumped pumped which is like pumped uh, about going <laughs> to the seaside. Ceremony. Yes. Very We're good. going to the seaside in June 19th and 20th. We are going to be at the Brighton Fringe doing our show live with two amazing guests. We have got uh, Susan Murray and Laura Lex. Which is going to be just awesome sauce. Looking forward to what that. So we will put a ticket link in the show notes. If you're near Brighton or you know anybody who is, please get them to come. It's going to be a laugh. Also in our exciting future plans department, we've got a big name telecomic. Won't tell you who, just in case we jinx it. And we're recording that next week. We'll bring that to you hopefully uh, sometime in June. And just, just one thing about this episode, just to remind you, Louise, that this was before we had some of our sound effects. So we didn't have the yeah. door slamming and some plonker left her salad spinner downstairs. So we didn't have a salad spinner. It's not a salad spinner, Pauline. It's not oh. a salad spinner. Um, but if it were a salad spinner... It very much would have been left downstairs. <laughs> and uh, so Pauline's valiantly, <laughs> valiantly stepped in and made salad spinner noises. So I think we should just use you as the intro to the show. Pauline, take it away. Enjoy. Um, but back there, the editor here. And if I'd have known the girls was going to do that with the salad spinner, I wouldn't have bothered painstakingly cutting out Pauline's efforts, putting in the proper ones, would I? Hello, I'm Pauline Eyre. And I'm Louise Lee. This is Eyre Lee Doors and we are... Opening doors to other dimensions. Here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our amazing dimension generator, the Dimension Matrix, or Dominatrix for short, and it creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? Or some weird bastard mixture of the two. But Pauline, who is our lucky guest, today. Well, it's one of the most popular names in comedy. That's right, there are at least three comedians with this name, but we've got the best. <laughs> we have the astonishingly talented, disgustingly youthful, the boy who opened his A-level results live on stage at the Edinburgh Fringe. We think he's going to make the grade. It's Andrew White. Yeah. Hello. 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 Oh, love that. Thank you. Thank you for the lovely introduction. Thank you, it's a pleasure. Cool. This show is nothing if not overwritten 
<laughs> Who did the voiceover for the um, opening New Dimensions? Oh, it's the very talented John Darville from BBC Bristol. Oh, it's a very sexy voice. I was... A very sexy voice. It's mellifluous, mellifluous. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew White, do you have experience of, you know, contemplating other dimensions, other futures for yourself? Mm, just probably the boring kind, really. Lottery winning, um, kind of windfalls and stuff like that. I don't think I've ever really imagined another life for myself other than the one that is uh, slightly easier with more money. But yeah, you but also... Yes, you did do a whole show about whether to go to uni or whether to follow your comedy dream. True, yes. I, yeah, I suppose... <laughs> I suppose that is another dimension as well, whether I went to university or not. Um, I think even, even at the kind of the depths of my... Uh, despair in whether to do university or comedy though, I think comedy was always going to win I think I knew deep down yeah mm. good you yeah you know when it costs money to go to university you might as well do it later if you want do you know what I mean mm. Mm. Yeah. you might as well spend that money on petrol and late night service stations with sandwiches <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> how many twirls can you eat in a journey I now measure journeys <laughs> to gigs in twirls Individual fingers or, or double packets? Uh, double packets, yeah. Obviously, that is the unit of measurement. A yes. twirl. Mm -hmm. It's not a twirl and an earl, is it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Shall we, uh, no. shall, we, shall we get on with it? Okay, I'm excited. So I know. Before we set off the dominatrix, we have got one more thing to put in it. Oh, yes. So, uh, Andrew, tell us, mm -hmm. tell us who's your biggest celebrity crush? Celebrity crush is uh, Troy Savan. Oh, and, and tell us more about him because we might be a little bit older than you. <laughs> uh, he is. I have a... never felt more old than you than when I googled this picture. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a lovely uh, young musician. Um, he's only like 23, 24, uh, which definitely adds to the crush because it feels like attainable. I mean, obviously, he's like works in America and Australia and is a multi-millionaire but um just because he's close in age it seems somehow realistic mm -hmm. and he uh, yeah I've kind of been following him since he was doing YouTube videos and um love his music he's and uh, yeah I think he's very attractive uh, and he's gay which also uh, helps with the attainability again that's a massive factor <laughs> isn't it you're a shoo-in I spent mm. my whole life when people going like always always loving David Bowie or, or liking anybody else who was gay and, and people going, well, that's pointless, he's gay. It was like, what? And if he wasn't gay, I would definitely be in <laughs> on whoever I want. Mm. But I know about the attainable thing, which David Bowie never. I do prefer my crush is attainable, I have to say. But my definition of attainable is really, really wide and <laughs> massively overestimate my powers of seduction. And I should add that David Bowie did sing to me. And really? Sing, yes, in a very small venue. So clearly was very aware of who I was and loved me instantly. Mm. Drawn to your energy. Yeah. <gasps> my screaming. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I'm going to put Troy Sivan into the dominant... Do so men, dominatrix, we're calling it that. Uh, so hang on, let's, <laughs> let's switch. And switch. that's probably the, the first and only time that he will be popped into a dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's power her up. Let's do it.
Isn't that a salad spinner? There we go. That was subtle, subtle joke there. Well done. Okay, so let's start. Before we look through the first door, Andrew, here's the good news. We're going to use the power of the dominatrix to allow you to actually walk through one of the early doors and live the life you see on the other side. Here's the bad news. You have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. If you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. Okay. So what okay. are you hoping, what are you hoping for here Andrew um m- m- millions and millions of pounds with choice of van on my arm uh, as we reside uh, we try and coordinate our our international tours together yeah. oh, that's, Love that's it. good Love okay it. let's All see right. if that's one of the scenarios on offer for you okay <laughs> well it could be this one Door number one. Okay, someone is using your belly button as a Domino's dipping sauce pot. Why is this in here? Because just for the for the <laughs> listener, me, Andrew, why are you looking so embarrassed? For the listener, uh, that uh, just to let you know that almost everything that's in the Dominatrix has come from somewhere in Andrew's life. Mm. So, uh, what about this one? Uh, I believe that was under the question, what is your biggest sexual fantasy? <laughs> uh, no, no, I really need to make sure I kind of um, tread carefully around this. It wasn't my belly button. I wasn't dipping. I wasn't eating from the belly button. Uh, it's a friend, a fellow comedian. I'm not sure if it's appropriate to, to out him. Spill, spill. And it's Sanjay Arif. That's great. We're going to ask him on this, and he's going to dish the dirt on you. Oh, he! Oh, I think. Oh, I shouldn't have done. Oh. I shouldn't have opened that door. He's got so much worse stuff on me. Um, <laughs> um, I wasn't actually there at the time, but it's been relayed so much. And like in when I, when I was first told the story, I imagined that it was a plastic dip holder, as, as the ones you get in Domino's, and he was he had put it in his belly button. And was using that to hold the dip and was dipping into himself, which is in itself a bit disgusting. But, but it's not in the least. I think it, it, I think that sounds a very sensible move. Mm. But, <laughs> right? Well, I'm pro this so far. What actually happened was um, not on purpose. I think he'd spilt it, but he had effectively decanted the uh, <laughs> the garlic and herb dip into his belly button and was using that as the dipping receptacle. <laughs> Decanted sounds like a piece of crystal cut glass. <laughs> Do you remember how you used to have people with a decanter on the a row of decanters on a tray on the sideboard with an each with a label around them? <laughs> and I'm just imagining Sandra with this with a sort of label saying dipping sauce <laughs> this waste. port dipping sauce. Dipping sauce. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! So, uh, who is using? Who is using your belly button as a dipping as a as a dipping sauce? It is. Oh, it's Rowan Atkinson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um... So, what's Rowan Atkinson to you, Andrew White? He's probably my first proper kind of comedy hero, I suppose. 
I think um, it's really embarrassing, you know, if you ever do like a, a Q&A and someone's like, oh, what comedians did you watch growing up? Um, and, and as much as I do like kind of Michael McIntyre, Peter Kay, I think if you, it has happened before, you say, oh, I watched them growing up, then they get reported on your comedy heroes. And it's like, yeah. well, no, they, they were just who I was watching. But Rowan Atkinson was the first one I was like, got into all of his back catalogue and I loved Blackadder so much. And uh, yeah, he kind of really was a big comedy inspiration. So the question is, are you going to choose it or lose it? Um, you know what? I think I'm quite happy to lose that one. Okay. I don't okay. think I'll, I'll wonder what if. I think. Um, okay. Yeah. So you don't want to be on intimate terms with your comedy hero? No. I, I mean, as much as, <laughs> as much as he was my first comedy hero, I don't, I don't think he'd, uh, he'd, he'd factor into the top 10 nowadays. Fair okay. deal. Door number two. So here's your second option. Oh, on, uh, I was going to say, it's just impressive you've got interdimensional technology but no oil. <laughs> <laughs> we tried rolling up the dominatrix. She loved it. So <laughs> your second scenario here. They say men can't multitask, don't they? But you, Andrew, mm -hmm. you can break spinning. What? Yeah. Tell us more. So, I mean... I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't profess this because then somebody would ask to prove it, and I've not done it in so long that I just embarrass myself. But when I was like six, seventeen, yeah, it must be seventeen, because I just passed my test. Uh, a friend of mine is uh, who was the official jester for Salisbury, and ran circus events all over kind of the Wiltshire area. Very applying for that job. <laughs> and yeah, he was just like, um, and he he'd done he'd done stand up comedy in like the nineties uh, and eighties as like an open spot, so he kind of. Um, was one of the first people I met that knew a little bit about stand-up and um, he ran lots of com uh, circus events uh, which mainly involved setting up uh, a bunch of circus kit and letting the kids at, uh, at like a village fete or something play with it uh, and as, as I just passed my test and I was a, a driver and he knew me I basically drove a bunch of equipment around and I watched the equipment for three hours and I wasn't good enough to juggle or anything like that so the thing I kind of found proficiency with was uh, plate spinning. Well now here is your second scenario. You mm -hmm. are backstage and you can hear the crowd chanting your name. And there are a lot of them. It is the International Plate Spinning Championships and you're in the final. Your opponent on the other side of the stage is... Is that a common movie plot? This is this is every romantic comedy ever. Yeah. <laughs> they hate each other to start with because can they overcome their rivalry and spin that spin their plates towards each other? Mm. <laughs> oh, this is, it's gonna be a tough one to no. decide because will Troy Savan be in any of the other dimensions, or is this it? It's my only opportunity. This is your Troy Savan opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your choice of ch ch chance, try choice of no. Yes. So, yeah. Um. So what I would say here is that this is sounding like it's ticking a lot of your goals. It's not comedy, mm -hmm. but boy, is there adulation. Mm -hmm. And if there is a huge crowd for plate spinning, maybe in this dimension, 
plate spinning is the new rock and roll. Maybe, yeah. Um, you know, if you make your name as a plate spinner, they'll listen to your comedy as well. This could lead to a tour. I have tried uh, doing plate spinning and stand up as well. <laughs> <laughs> too many tasks. <laughs> it was too many. When I, when I was doing, um, uh, there was a phrase where I'd go to like open mics with plate spinning and I'd, I'd try and do tricks and jokes. I think, yeah, it didn't work at all. Um, <laughs> so I think just based on the pure uh, shame of ever having tried to do that publicly, I think I think I'm going to have to lose it. <gasps> Turning it down. Throw away my choice of Anchan. <gasps> oh my God! You've turned down your first two doors, picky picky young person. <laughs> that was tough. You've turned. Okay, well, let's see if it's worth it. Here we go. Door number three. Oh, in this dimension, Andrew White, you've got your COVID jab appointment. And I know that's exciting. You're queuing outside Salisbury Cathedral, admiring its famously beautiful spire. The person in front of you in the queue is carrying a box with the words Hotel Novi Chocolat on it. <laughs> <laughs> They turn and in a dodgy Russian accent, offer you a special soft center. It's... Oh, it's bag of chips. You know what? It, it doesn't seem out of character, actually. That's no, it one. really doesn't. <laughs> on the accent as well. He <laughs> uh, managed oh. to pull off what's her name. He managed to pull off the cleaning lady in the circle. Did you watch the <laughs> celebrity circle? No, it was excellent. Oh, oh yeah. Thingy. Anyway, mm -hmm. what do you do? Choose it or lose it? Um, I think. I love Salisbury Cathedral, and, and you know I, that's, I think that's going to be a, that's quite a pathetic reason to choose this, it, just because I like the cathedral because I can go view it any time. Um, the chocolate is tempting me more than bag of chips, herself. even though it's novi chocolate. Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if it goes but well, it could, get... you're right because it's bag of chips. In my brain, it was definitely Novichok. But because mm. it's a bag of chips, it just could be hilariously renamed for the yeah. stunt. In which case, now you're going to be mates with bag of chips. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to be mates with bag of chips. I think, <laughs> or, or at least have a story. You'll have a great yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, have a good story. And it's a dimension in which Salisbury Cathedral will still exist, which I'm afraid I can't guarantee in any of the other dimensions. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying it wouldn't, but I'm just saying that it's a possibility. Okay. Um, as much as I love that beautiful, beautiful spire, I, I'm, I'm going to gamble. I'm going to gamble. <gasps> Say no again. Oh, oh my God. God. The tension. I've lost my mouse. Let me. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Door number four. Now, in this dimension, my friend, you are on a sellout tour of the country with your amazing show, Titanic. It's just you 
and your support act in one vehicle for three months. Mm -hmm. This is your sellout tour, Andrew. This is your fantastic show and your comedy support act who's going to share that with you is... Alex redacted from school. Oh, dear. <laughs> redacted from school. This is why I love this game. Read just your dreams. And who? Uh, Alex is uh, Alex redacted. Um, it's really annoying because his, his surname works really well um, mangled into an insult. Uh, but I, I, feel, I feel like I probably best protect his identity. He, he was just an awful awful guy really yeah like he was there wasn't much bullying at our school uh you know it was all very it was very timid kind of um posh boy bullying that, that mainly evolved around uh uh kind of insults rather than actual physical fighting or anything like that but he was the closest thing to a bully and he didn't even like he wasn't even he wasn't like a cool kid he didn't not that a cool kid can obviously be excused for bullying but like it was just um yeah, he was really p picking on only the really lowest lowest people in the school. Was very nasty boy. Uh, and apparently, he's, he's now joining the police, which is worrying. <gasps> and allegedly, the police in America, which is even more worrying. Well, I don't know. The police in Bristol would be no stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, <laughs> wow. So, think... so what do you reckon? Mm -hmm. Could you bear? In return for living your dream of your sold-out comedy show around the country, could you spend three months with him as your and he would of course be your your um, your support act? So you'd be in authority, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm just, just going to remind well, you that you don't get to change your mind. Yeah, I'm just realizing the risk of this game is if I turn everything down and then the last door is like my worst imaginable nightmare, and I've got to take it. Yeah, I, I hadn't factored that in originally. I don't think I I don't think I can take it he was one of the few people like some people you find annoying and it's just because they're like surrounded by their mates and they're g'd on and, and they're putting on a kind of a bit of an act but they're fine one-on-one -on -one. but he was the few one of the few people that in every social scenario uh found new ways to be awful so I don't, I don't think I can, I don't think I can stomach it. He is history. He is history. He has gone. I want to sing yeah. the song. Yeah, history. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the folly of youth. <laughs> We're only halfway through, Louise. Stop being so dramatic. I might be fabulous <sighs> up ahead. Okay, let's have a look through. I hope so. Door number five. Okay. Oh, it's me. Right. Oh. Andrew, yeah, it's all fallen apart. Oh, no. <laughs> You've given up on your comedy dreams. You've just started at Cardiff University mm -hmm. studying linguistics. Mm -hmm. You walk sadly into your first lecture and the tutor is, oh my God, there's only... Four left. Oh, four Could left. I don't know whether to just fix it so that it's... Don't. I think I'm... Random. I'm not random. Right, random. Random. Your tutor is your parents' lovely neighbour, Joy. <laughs> Can I say this is this is incredibly well researched? I, I had a 
reviewer come to my retirement tour show and got got the uh, the course I was doing at university wrong in the review. So um, the, yeah, I, I appreciate greatly the. Uh, well, I I did linguistics. in town. Yeah. I, I I did linguistics. I knew what a meme was before a meme was a meme. That's what I'm going to say. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you choose to walk through door number five? Um, Tell us a little bit about jo Joy here. Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, to be honest, her name's not actually Joy. No. Uh, yeah. That's uh, a relief, but, really. You're very rude about her in your show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So she's, she, well, she's literally the other side of this wall. And she's just... She's a real nightmare, and um, especially I, I, when you knocked on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you do that a lot? <laughs> I, I think you know what I, I, I genuinely, my parents would be angry at me if I shared this information with them, just because they don't want to imagine it. But I, I think I've like hurt her with with her boy toys before because the walls are quite thin. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so. I'm oh, sorry. I. I I just felt I just saw a kind of uh, a little um, window of catharsis, which I had to take. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he, she's, um, yeah, she's been a pain ever since we moved in, and like really rude to my mum, and kind of uh, just uh, the instigator of so much kind of village gossip and uh, uh, and nastiness. It's because it is like proper kind of village life. Everyone kind of whispers to themselves, hot fuzz style, and she's <sighs> she's the the worst of them. So I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling this may not be one we spend a lot of time on. Then I feel like that's a, that's a fairly easy no, isn't it? Let's move on. It is, yeah. To door number six. Is is there eight total? Eight, eight total. Yeah. I've only got three left. All right. Oh, <laughs> Our listeners two. can't see this, but we can see that Andrew is starting to sweat. Oh, really? I'm in turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> in scenario number six, and I have three things left in the dominatrix, you are at the Edinburgh Fringe. Life is perfect. You've bumped into a few people one night. You're having cocktails before a gig. It's just the perfect night out with cool comedy people, and they're all your friends. Mm -hmm. Your friend has brought another friend with you, and you've got to include them. So... That person is <laughs> It's John Mullaney. <gasps> oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Oh Andrew, what you've won, haven't you? Yes. Uh, Any listeners who don't know who the brilliant John Mullaney is, for God's sake, look him up and look at his YouTube stuff. But Andrew, tell us who John Mullaney is. Well, first, may I say, uh, children listening, gambling pays. So uh, make sure. You <laughs> uh, so John Mulaney is an amazing American comedian, just like one of my absolute favourites, and he's got a, a an amazing back catalogue, which is already so funny. But it's amazing to watch them in order and to see how much slicker and tighter and more inventive he gets. It's a real inspiration of um, of writing. Uh, yes. And uh, I love him so much. What's new, Pussycat? Yeah, no, no, no. So funny. My favourite piece of comedy in the world, John Mulaney's What's New Pussycat bit. Hmm. So, so Andrew, uh, would you like to hang out at the Edinburgh Fridge or would you like to hang out for these two final doors? You may have something better ahead. I've been <laughs> having real um, 
yearnings recently for the Edinburgh Fringe. So that's that's really hit a, a nerve with me. And I love John Mulaney. You know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take door number six, please. He's chosen door number six. I feel like, do you know what? We, we don't have like a... <laughs> Yeah. Sort of we sound effects, and I feel like that's that's something I could rectify. I'll add that to my bullet journal. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Congratulations. Shall we have a look? thing about this show Andrew is that obviously we have the budget to arrange that for you. So we amazing. will be organizing the Edinburgh Fringe this summer <laughs> anyway, even though the real people can't. That would and be insane. We <laughs> paying John Mullaney to come over and hang out with you and your mates, and it's all going to be wonderful. Congratulations, you win. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. What I love about this is that, like your crushes, this is, just has the whiff of attainability about it. Mm. Doesn't it? <laughs> like, I was, I was thinking that in comedy, my goals are to have the respect of my peers, but just to get better peers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And I think that's this is any kind of reflection on us, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just to keep getting better peers and my peers mm -hmm. to get better with me, all that. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's oh well, I'm so impressed. Right. Shall we find out what you what you've what you've turned if down? You could have won. Yes. Okay. Every oh hang on, door number seven. <laughs> door number seven. That's the actual sound of my own kitchen door. Anyway, um, every time you misunderstand something, you have to do a big rant about a maritime disaster. You lost almost all your friends when you compared yourself to the Zeebrugge ferry disaster of 1987. <laughs> the only person who's still interested in your shipwreck rants is your loyal best friend... Veronica from Weymouth Working Men's Club. Oh boy! Wow! 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 Um, I mean, pointed that you didn't choose this one. <laughs> absolutely no regrets. Uh, Veronica was a very uh, mean person who wrote a very nasty review about me after I came and did my jolly good best for <laughs> her and the the rest of work, Weymouth Working Men's Club, uh, and I, I still. I still get angry because I did an okay job. My dad was there. You can attest to the fact that it wasn't a total death, but she was very mean about me on the internet. And uh, do, I, do, I, do I have to explain the, the Titanic thing as well? I think sometimes the dominatrix does come up with some weird stuff, but like dreams, there's always a little mm. root in reality. And I wonder what that is. Yeah. So when I was in school, uh, I can't remember what year it was, maybe year 11, something like that. I, th there was a bit of gossip, but... It wasn't like gossip as it was going around school. It was just like a secret that I had with my friends about. Um, uh, <laughs> this is far too detailed. Um, no, tell us. A, a hookup I had on the on the history trip. <laughs> oh dear. Why was the history trip too? No, it's going to be worse if I tell you it was a battlefield <laughs> trip. <laughs> oh. Um, if you can't get off with someone, no, listen, if you can't look at the graves of millions and millions and millions <laughs> of young dead men and get a little bit horny when you're, what, 16, <laughs> nothing's going to get you off like that. Just just to clarify, it was, uh, you know, free time back at the hotel. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was about an eat. 
pardon the double entendre, but that is a relief. <laughs> I was going to say it wasn't a graveyard smash. Like, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Listen, listen, our ancestors were doing it in the trenches. You, 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 your life goes on. Yes. Life yes. goes on. What else did they fight for? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so how does this, what's the maritime disasters business? So there's this gossip about you and. Mm -hmm. A mysterious young man having a graveyard smash. <laughs> oh, if I ever become a politician, I'm going to have to wear so many poppies to make up for this. This is uh... <laughs> <Stooned> in poppies. <laughs> so yeah, it was a story. I told my two closest friends. I was like, made them swear to not tell anyone. More, you know, I I, I didn't mind again, uh, you know, kind of a reputation, a bit of a bit of a player, uh, <laughs> but um. He said it's quite... not a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Cashmere. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it's hard to get that reputation at, at the, my school. It wasn't all boys' school, but there was only one other uh, out out gay man. So um yeah, it would be, it'd be hard to, to have that reputation without uh, inadvertently outing other people, which I didn't want to do. So I've made them swear not to tell. And um I came into the canteen and another friend was there and made a joke to me that indicated that they knew that they just be and they were sat with the two friends that knew so i thought that they told him and i just like blew my lid off and was just like this is a betrayal and it's like i know i'm trying to compartmentalize my life and i don't want you know you, you've just torn across all the compartments and i'm sinking like the titanic and just kind of massive <laughs> analogy um and it turns out the joke was about something entirely different and i just caused a massive scene in the canteen for no reason <laughs> Oh, I love a canteen scene. <laughs> and so too much. No regrets, then. No regrets, no regrets. Andrew. No regrets, no. Down this in favour of hanging out with John Mulaney in Edinburgh. Mm. No. Good. Yeah. yeah. It all, all hangs just... on this last one now. Yeah, just in yeah. case. Okay, now, Sam, we do have, you do have the opportunity, we're going to give it to you, to swap hanging out in Edinburgh with John Mulaney for something that could be better. I'm going to remind the audience at home, my mum, that we have had the celebrity crush. We have had the comedy hero. Mm -hmm. Do you want to swap? Do you want to gamble? Because gambling served you very, very well. Yes, you told the kids to gamble. I have. I, yeah, I, th I think... Uh, a and then we introduced them to the idea of a graveyard smash, so the kids are pretty... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think um, I think the key to uh, to gambling is is knowing when to walk away, and I think I think I'm going to take my John Mulaney uh, Edinburgh mingling, please. Um, Such wisdom uh, from one so young. Or is it? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> door number seven. No, it's not. Meant to be door number eight. Door. Number eight. Oh my God. Conjured into life from your very own brain, Andrew. It's really happening. A Tory festival. What's that about, mate? <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a sketch I wrote about um, kind of around this festival of Brexit stuff. Just the idea of Jacob rees trying to put on a music festival. A little, <laughs> little sketch. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, mate, it's happening. It's happening. Okay. Okay. It's your fault. 
and you are booked to headline it. Okay. So you've got a successful comedy yeah, career. Yeah, you've got a great comedy career and you're headlining this Tory festival of Brexity Britain. Mm -hmm. And you're just about to go on stage, trying to fight your way through the flags, when you're trapped in a shishi poo poo toilet porter cabin, mm -hmm. comforting the opening act. The opening act has been on and they've absolutely bombed and they want your advice because you're the headliner. The opening act who has bombed and wants your advice is. It is David Dickinson. <laughs> You've turned it down, mate. You've turned it down. I'm sorry. You can't have it. May I say, David Dickinson sounds like a perfect booking for that festival. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Dominatrix has done well there. Mm. I, yeah. I, as much as I'd love the ego boost of uh, uh, you know, having an a opening act to be like, oh, you're, you're so wise and so good. Um, I think, I think I'm, uh, it's not worth sacrificing John Mulaney. Fantastic. I think oh. you won the game. I think it's very clear that you won. You could have taken risks. You could have done with something not quite right. You mm. could have been eating chocolate with bag of chips, but you held on out there like every sensible young person should. With mm. <laughs> I very nearly took choice of own. Very nearly. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what you they always say. But actually, if you're mates with John Mulaney, maybe choice of answer John Mulaney fan too. Yeah. yeah. You know, you could have your cake and eat choice the band. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to take him to uh, Flanders first. It's the only place I can. Yeah. Get, get, get. <laughs> oh. Absolutely brilliant! What oh. a fantastic guest! Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. It's been an absolute joy. <laughs> So it's plug-in time. Uh, where can our listener, my mum, find out more about you, Andrew? Um, I'm standupandrew on most handles, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok, or standupandrew.com, uh, where my, my website will kind of have all that information, including future dates and online clips and stuff. Um, I think that's, yeah, I think everything's at those, at those outlets will be everything else we'll that might happen. Deets in the show notes, along with a picture of Troy Savan and uh, a, a John Mulaney video. Absolutely. So, and and you can follow us on the socials at e y r e l e i g h on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, so, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed yourself, please please do hit subscribe. I've always wanted to say that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you want to email us any scenarios that we can put our guests in, please do, at earlydoors at gmail.com. Fantastic. We'd love to take your embarrassing incidents and adventures and turn them into alternative realities for our guests. Thank so, you again, Andrew. You've been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I've got this. Opening doors to other dimensions. Yeah, that might have been a bit Leslie Phillips. This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel. Well done here, May. Eh? <laughs>